expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Monty Man. Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Tony is here. Good morning. Mar- yes, I am. Marv is here. <laughs> and uh, our, <clears throat> our brand new co-host, uh, Dave F. is here. Hi, Dave. What's up, Monty? <laughs> and you would know Dave from uh, Ent- uh, Entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life. When, t- when Dave? When are Solutions for Life? Today. Today. Uh, which is the third Friday of the month. So he'll be with us next Friday uh, talking about... We don't really have a topic yet, do we, Dave? Or do you? (laughs) (laughs) Gratitude? (laughs) Yeah, so this is Gratitude Month, right? I mean, it's November. It's Mm -hmm. gobble, gobble, gobble. Shake your feathers and point your toes or whatever that was. (laughs) Didn't that just make you want to do a little dance, Mark? Yeah. No. No. (laughs) Well, welcome, <clears throat> welcome to the show, uh, everyone. And uh, the topic this uh, this show is your altitude or the altitude of your attitude. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk, be talking about that. And who came up with that phrase? Actually, it was Zig Ziglar, uh, who was a big sales guy, Mister Positive Thinking <laughs> guy, and all that kind of thing. Um, and really what, what is the altitude of your attitude and where are you? I mean, this is the month where typically you will find uh, in many 12 step support meetings, um, people coming up with the topic of gratitude because of Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and you'll have gratitude meetings. You'll have gratitude, gratitude, uh, topics. And so this is, uh, this is no different. We're going to be talking about that. Um, yeah. So. Tony, what what is your altitude of your attitude? You're doing better because yeah, I was about to say some, now it's better. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you, you you've been struggling with some just health issues, mm-hmm. and things have improved because yeah. because of medication. She we try trying to get Tony to eat anything was like trying to get me not to eat anything. Well, my body wouldn't <laughs> let me eat anything. Your body just yeah was rejecting it, was, it, and the first shot they tried. Uh, it worked for the first week, and then my body just dumped. I mean, I was more in bed and throwing up than I was right, up and right, living. Right. And so now we tried this new shot, which is working a lot better with my um oh I, insulin and my hypoglycemia. Right. So. Yeah. Now I can't stop eating, and I've already had three meals today. I think that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> so but good. no, the, the the when I was like in the worst of it, though. I had no gratitude or anything for anything. So, but well, you couldn't only really think. Yeah. So my right. attitude is like way higher. And yeah. Nice. I have so much energy. Nice. Now. So was it taking? Was it? 
Were you having like super low blood sugars or super high blood sugars? Uh, low blood sugars with insulin problems. Okay. So it's she, a combo. She, she's kind of like hypoglycemic slash diabetic. She kind of goes back and forth. And so it's really hard to figure out. Yeah, it's like a huge seesaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So My body's confused. They're, they're, <laughs> they're figuring it out, though, and that's really good news. Yeah. Um, so the listeners know uh, our co-host, Denver, uh, Denver Wolf, he is on sabbatical, and we wish him well. He's taking care of himself. So Dave has stepped up to the plate. Woo-hoo! Um, Batter up! To be our co-host. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Um. Anyway, so yeah, so welcome, Dave. It's uh, it's good to have Stop you here. Stop right there! Oh, it's time for Monty Man's weekly wine. Oh boy! I missed my baby. <laughs> she missed her baby. I think I hear the ambulance now. Oh boy! I looked that up. Oh boy! <laughs> I know what that is now. <laughs> so, so I I I posted a statement on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. It's always good for a whiny topic to do that. Um, I said when you when you politicize everything, you you paralyze your ability to be a better person. And somebody <laughs> said, "Yeah, just like the Democrats." And I, <laughs> I, I said, "I didn't mention any political party." <laughs> um, it, it's funny what people will assume, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I mean, anybody can politicize anything, mm-hmm. uh, and, and especially around the time of elections and things like that, people tend to do that, and people are getting in arguments and fighting and and beating each other up, and it's just it's just it doesn't look good on you folks when it's, you do that. It's like a non-stop barrage, whether there's elections or not. It's really getting old. It is people getting are, old, isn't people it? People are turning on their their family members and their neighbors. It's it's you absurd. Know. It's like, and I don't care what side of the fence you're on. Come on, grow <laughs> up. I mean, gee, many. I know when I saw that comment, I had to like go back up and read your your statement. I'm like, he didn't even say anything. <laughs> I know. It's just. It's, yeah. What's that old saying? Principles before personalities. <laughs> <laughs> it, that would be nice, um, but anyway. Uh, so there was a guy. I, so I'm. I'm just. My wine is that I'm just. I'm tired of all the. It's. I don't even want to turn the television on uh-huh. anymore. Or the. You know. It's just kind of. It, so I'm. You know. We have uh, today with with uh, the way we have our media and our our electronics and so forth. You can record shows and save them. Right. So we have a whole bunch of different shows recorded, and, and I'm watching them the other, the other night, and here's all these, these commercials where, you know, the guy on the right is bashing the guy, the guy on the left, and back and forth, back and forth, back, and I'm thinking, when are they going to take these stupid things off the air? The election's over. Mm. And then I realize, whoops, <laughs> these are recorded shows. <laughs> I did that the other day, too. <laughs> Um, and anyway, so, so there was a, there, I thought this would be a little fun. I, I, I'm only playing a piece of this because if I played this whole song, probably nobody right, left, or everything in between would ever listen to the show again. <laughs> oh um, but there was a guy years ago, a comedic musician, uh, named Tom Lear. And, um, he did a song amongst other songs. He, he was, a sarcastic guy and it's called national brotherhood week. So I'm just going to play this one little piece for it. I'm going to leave out all the specifics, but let's maybe we can just do this. Shall we for at least the rest of the week? Here's Tom Lear. Check this out. National brotherhood week. National brotherhood week. It's national. Everyone smile at one another hood week. Be nice to people who are inferior to you. It's only for a week, so have no fear. Be grateful that it doesn't last all year. Yeah. Uh, If you want it. The only problem is that's the problem. It continues and continues and continues. It does. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it does. <clears throat> if you want to listen to that song it's in, in its entirety, it just you just go to to YouTube <laughs> and, and get ready because whatever 
nationality you are, or belief system you are, whatever, you're probably going to get a good poke um, from Tom Lear. <laughs> I'm jinked up first thing when I get home. <laughs> I'm telling well, you. Well, you know, people don't have a sense of humor anymore. They don't. They can't laugh at themselves anymore. They can't. Everything is way too serious. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you move the pencil across the desk. What are you trying to say to me? So, so I decided, so I don't know, did you guys hear about this guy? I mean, everybody's identifying as, you know, I'm not a human, I'm a giraffe, you know, Um, this guy, this guy, don't get him you know, I'm not, I'm not a guy, I'm I'm a woman, I'm not a woman, I'm a guy, I'm, I'm not, I'm not old, I'm yet, well, this one guy actually said, I identify, he's like in his 60s, I identify as a 35 year old, (laughs) I am not a 65 year old, I'm a 35 year old. And I'm like, you know what's really cool about that? If you could identify as anything and people have to honor it, if I'm 35, I could identify as a 65-year-old and get discounts and get benefits, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm 18, I could identify as 21 and I could drink. (laughs) You can't stop me. You can't arrest me. You can't give me a ticket for that. I don't identify as that. (laughs) I mean, come how far do you go? I identify as a dog. It goes on and on. But if we can't laugh at this, come on, folks, you gotta lighten up. It's it's pretty hilarious. It's like if if people can't take the bottle out of their mouth and pull the needle out of their head, we gotta laugh. I identify we, as money then. Do you? Yes. Can I spend you? Yes. Okay. And I can spend myself. <laughs> All right. So, what did you guys have to drink this morning? <laughs> right. Because I ain't got nothing, man. Just oh, my tea. My. <clears throat> yeah, what's in that cup, Monty? <clears throat> bang, bang, bang. It's coffee from Uganda. Really? It's Uganda beans. Yep. Ralph brought it is over to me. Is that what that is? Yeah. He didn't bring me any. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. Well, I, I asked him to, and I'm, I'm paying him for it. So, uh, Anyway, uh, so during National Brotherhood Week, which is actually in, in February... <laughs> But we kind of need it right now. Um, one of Shouldn't the, that be every week? It should be every day. Shouldn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> or does somebody have an opinion on that? Oh, wait a minute. We can't say brotherhood. We can't? No, because then somebody's going to say we have to call it sisterhood. And then we have to call it personhood. And then familyhood. And then we have to call it, we can't call it Robin Hood. That would be a male gender. And a copyright. Uh, see what I did there? <laughs> oh I'm sorry, but I have to throw this in there because this is like part. This is one of my weekly wines, <laughs> and this ties right in. Yeah, there's this this couple that are film producers. I mean, if you've heard about this, no, they, I think they're in California. Yeah, they're making a movie about marriage okay. between one man and one woman. Okay, well now they're being sued, or they're being charges brought on <clears throat> by the state of California oh because they're not. Doing a film about they're not being gay, same sex marriage, same sex marriage. Yeah, so they're not being all inclusive. So my my question is: is if you have a, a gay couple that's doing a movies film. about same sex marriage, then aren't they would they be mandated to do a movie about uh, marriage between only a man and a woman? Of course not. Well, how does that work? That it work. doesn't. It just does in their head. <laughs> I I don't get it either. I, here's the thing about this whole equality thing. If you're going to do it, you got to do it across the board, don't you? Don't you have to do it in every aspect? Or stop doing it. Stop being right. such a horse's patootie. Right. Live and let live, right? Mm-hmm. Live and let live. If you're going to do what you're going to do, that's fine. But don't make me do it. Why can't I'm we sure we're going to get, get lots of people writing in on this one. Why can't we all just well, That's get what along. I get. Why can't we just get along? I don't. I don't. Everybody's got an agenda. Well, listen. During National Early Brotherhood Week, I want to bring this up. Uh, Steve Wallman, who did a show with me a few years ago on geriatric substance abuse, um, wrote in to me, and uh, he has a request. And um, one of the things I will say about the recovery community, it is made up of all sorts of people, mm-hmm. all sorts of gender identification, all sorts of, of, of faith, all sorts of non-faith uh, there's just a whole lot of people in the recovery community, right, Tony? Yes. And 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 for the most part, we seem to get along pretty good. I think maybe the rest of the world might take a little lesson from that. Um, but one of the things, and and Steve, I believe, uh, is a Jewish gentleman, and of course I'm a Christian. Steve's a friend of mine, and we get along just fine. Mm. Uh, Steve wrote in, 
He said, hi, Monty, it's Steve Wallman. I did a geriatric substance abuse radio spot with you a couple of years ago. I was wondering if you could do me a big favor. Right now, I am having a God forbid moment in my life. My father is dying, and due to illness in my family, I have been financially drained on top of becoming disabled myself. But this isn't about me. My father is in hospice. He is a Korean War vet. He wants to die at home. I really want to grant him that one wish, but I can't. I set a GoFundMe page to raise the money to get him home for a short while. I hate asking favors of anyone, but I know the recovery community has the ability to come through. Could you mention his GoFundMe page on your radio show? I hope I'm not asking too much, but we need the support from the recovery community. And, uh, you know, with all the, the, the frauds out there, the fraudulent things that people do out there, let me just tell you, this is 100% legitimate. Yeah. Uh, Bob Woman, his dad, is 85 years old and is currently in hospice. And it's his wish that he can go back home and live out his remaining days with his family and his beloved dog, Pumpkin. Aww. And And, and I, I'm kind of like, you know, this guy, he's a veteran. Yeah. And along with many veterans, you know, they were there for us. I think this, I don't think this is an unreasonable request. Mm -mm. And I think with the thousands of people in the recovery community, we can get this guy home Mm -hmm. so he can live out his days at home. Um, So I have a link at Take 12 Radio. If you go to Take12Radio.com, there's a button near the top of the page that says, send Bob home. Just click on that button and it'll direct you how how to do that. And no amount is too small. Mm-hmm. Uh, let, let's help get this this war veteran home to his family so he can right. live out the rest of his days uh, with his loved ones. He was there for us, so let's. Where is be, he? Th- where is there. he at? Does it say? Um, he's yeah. It doesn't mention here. He's he's back back east. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so Steve, thank you for for your email. We talked about this on. Um, the victory report last Monday, and I want to keep mentioning this in, in until we reach the goal that we can <coughs> we can get him home. I don't, you know, it, it's a reasonable request. I just want to go home, be with this doggy, yeah, and his family, so. well, his family too. Yes, of course. Um, so go to the link. It says uh, send Bob home at takeswellradio.com if you would uh, pray about it and and if God puts that on your heart, I, I know they would really really appreciate it. Um, all right, we're going to take a um, and, and see that's brotherhood right there. Yeah, they're not of the same faith, but we're we're all members of the recovery community, mm-hmm. and, and we could do this for each other. I mean, come on, drop the rock, man. You know, just grow up a little bit. Let's let's help one another. Uh, maybe a little more, just today, one day at a time. Um, if we could do that today and put our differences aside, uh, it would be a good thing. All right, we're going to be back. Uh, with some more fun. <laughs> so listen to this important message about our veterans. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. In the fabric of America, they are the toughest threads, our bravest and most selfless. They raised their hands, stepped forward, and served for each other, for you, and me. One of the first things they learned was the code that every service member lives by. Leave no one behind. Now all of us need to live by it too. Because some veterans are being left behind. Twenty of them take their own lives every day. Why? It's not simple. It never is. What matters is that we're there for them just like they were there for us. A handshake, a phone call, a simple gesture make a big difference to a veteran in crisis. Learn how to be there for a veteran at BeThereForVeterans.com. Honor the code. Be there. Leave no one behind. Zippity doodah! Sound effects. I thought that was Cecil making sound effects. Okay, everybody, attention! 
Attention! Attention! All right. All right. It's time to play Take 12 Trivia. Okay. And this month, we're going to be talking about turkeys and the Old West. Western turkeys. You know, the turkeys from the western part. The western turkeys. Yeah. Okay, Monty Man, go ahead. All go right. ahead, do it. Do it, Monty Is that Man. Oregon turkeys? <laughs> Oregon turkeys. Thank you, Cecil. Well, I don't know if they're Western or not, but uh, a little turkey trivia. Um, this is from the American Farm Bureau of, of Federation. And uh, Take 12 Trivia, of course, is sponsored by the 12-Step Gazette, uh, the award-winning recovery magazine. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. One, two, three, four. We have five and a bonus. Ooh. All right. So um, here's your first one. If you get this right, of course, you get a cowbell. Uh, we call it turkey bell. Turkey bell this week, or a turkey fluff. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we <laughs> Gobble, gobble. <laughs> That's always a good one. When you <laughs> okay. um, uh, the beard of a turkey is what part of their body? And here are your choices. The black lock of hair found on the chest of the male turkey, the bright red chin of the turkey, are the feathers that adorn their cheeks. So the beard of a turkey is what? Which one of those? Marv, what do you think? The chin deal. The red chin of the turkey? Okay. I'll go with him because he's been around a lot more animals than me. (laughs) (laughs) I might be wrong. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Dave? Is it the black lock of hair found on the chest of the male turkey, the bright red chin of the turkey, or the feathers that adorn their cheeks? What is the beard? (laughs) Take a stab at I'll it. Go with chin. Uh, the the bright red one. chin. Okay. Well, you guys are all incorrect. <laughs> it is the black lock of hair found on the chest of the male turkey. The thing on their chin? No, on their chest. Oh, their I chest. was thinking of yeah, a little double thing. That's where my beard is heading. Uh, 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 yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Here's number two. A large... I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought it was a little deal. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Not according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. (laughs) What what do they know? (laughs) Yeah, what do they know? Right, right. Um, Okay, number two. A large group of turkeys is known as what? Is it a flock, a gaggle, or a herd? What do you think, Dave? Gaggle. What do you think, Tony? That's gaggle. Gaggle. Okay. What do you think, Marv? A flock, a gaggle, or a herd? I'm gonna go with flock. Marv would be correct. Oh, good job, Marv. Turkey Bell. That's <laughs> right. Gaggle is geese. Geese. Yeah. 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 Uh, number three. What is the snood of a turkey? A the what? S- the snood. The snood. <laughs> is it the fluffy area of feathers around their middle? Is it the long, red, fleshly, fleshy growth that hangs down over their beak? Or it is an is it another name for the bird's talons? Talons are their their claws. What do you think, Marv? Flip a coin. I'm humbled up. I I really don't know. <laughs> the fluffy area of feathers around their middle, long red fleshly growth that hangs down over their beak, or another name for their talons. What is the snood, Dave? I will go with number one, I guess. The fluffy area of feathers around their middle? Sure. Tony? I'm going to do Oh, Lord. I got excited. <laughs> the dipple donger thingy. Oh, Whatever. on their on their beak? Yeah. Tony's correct. That is their snood. <laughs> yeah. Finally found out what the name was. You guys are wrong. <laughs> All right. And number three. In the turkey world, what is a polt? A polt. Oh, a polt. Is it a bald turkey with no feathers? Oh, is it a baby turkey? Or is it a turkey that has been shunned by its mother? <gasps> what is a polt? Marv? Yeah. I'm going to go with number one or A, whatever it a is. A bald turkey with no feathers? What do you think, Dave? I'll go with number three. I have no idea, but a turkey let's just that go has been that. shunned by its mother? Okay. I'll take B. B, a baby <laughs> turkey? Tony's correct. Oh, it's a baby turkey. I a had polt. no idea. None whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I have to go brush up on my. You guys are so I much more educated. We're turkey. We're like more closely now. Well, oh, wait a totally... minute. I, I got mixed up with molt. 
Oh. <laughs> Isn't that what you put on the ground? Does this mean oh, it no, is? that's mulch. This is, no, this they is... lose their feathers. They're molting. Oh, like a snake. No. No, that's snakes shedding. Snakes don't have feathers. <laughs> but they but they do have laps. Yeah. yeah. Do a I snake still don't want to. I don't want to find that out. Does a snake have a lap? <laughs> what was the other one? Do chickens have lips? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, here's number. Here's number. Uh, here's the next one. <laughs> what is a what is a waddle? A wattle. W h a t t l e. What's a wattle? Is it the bright red appendage on the neck? Is it the sound they make when hatching their eggs? Or is it the name? <laughs> that would be ouch. <laughs> Or is it the oh. name of their mating dance? What is the wattle? Dave, what do you think? I'll go with uh, A or number one. Right, red appendage on their neck. Okay, what do you think, Tony? I'd say C. C, the mating dance? All right, what do you think, Marv? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, number one. Number one, Dave and Marv are correct. Oh, it is nice. It is nice the job. bright red appendage on their neck. That's the wattle. All right, and here's your bonus. Typically, how long does it take a turkey to hatch an egg? Is it 15 days, 28 days, or 36 days, Tony? Oh, my God. I'll say B. B, 28 days? Dave? Sure, why not? Marv? 36. 36? Sorry, Marv. (laughs) Give the turkey a break. It is 28 days. Oh, wow. Very good. Is that why Thanksgiving's always on the 28th? Isn't it? Isn't it? It's no. <laughs> no. It's always on a Thursday, okay. but it's not always on this. <laughs> Quick, Tony, who's Paul McCartney? He was a Beatle. <laughs> I looked that up. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, I always thought it was on the twenty eighth. <laughs> well, that doesn't. What kind turkey. of what kind of chicken is a turkey? I just want to say that I had a whole lot of fun listening to you guys be so ridiculous and turkey like. Uh, <laughs> need a good okay, laugh. It's over. Um, well, maybe not. Okay, almost, almost. Stop. Oh, now, now it's over. <laughs> Thank goodness. You're All right. I'm looking on your calendar. It's the 22nd. <laughs> yeah, this year it's the 22nd. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the altitude of your attitude. Well, if it was pretty low this morning, <laughs> hopefully it's a little higher uh, today <laughs> with a little humor. Um, it's What was it? Candy Camera years ago. The song was, it's fun to laugh at yourself like other people do. Smile, you're on Candy Camera. You got you got you, you to lighten up, man. <laughs> Oh, I laugh at myself you know, all the time. People got to lighten up. Gee, Willikers. All right. Well, okay, it's interesting that you remember the lyrics to that because I have no clue. <laughs> Marv, did well, you remember the lyrics to that? No, to but I Cameron? remembered the show. Yeah. 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 Alan Funt. Yeah. yeah. Alan <laughs> Funt was the host. That was, and, that was a good show. And he was a real turkey <laughs> in real life. I mean, he was not a nice guy. Oh. Um,. Mm. But he oh. portrayed one on TV. Yeah, he portrayed one on TV. Uh, oh, my gosh. All right. So years ago, uh, Zig Ziglar declared, it is your attitude more than your aptitude that will determine your altitude. So it's your attitude more than it is how smart you are uh, that will determine your, your altitude of, you know, are, are you uh, are you grateful or are you a person that has a positive outlook on life? Uh, in fact, yesterday's message in church was about being yeah. positive, right? Uh, when Zig Ziglar said that, a lot of people mm-hmm. saw it as a catchy phrase or a bit of fluff from a mere motivational speaker. After all, Zig Ziglar was a salesman. What did he know, right? Well, apparently, he knew quite a bit. So the power of a positive attitude, uh, check this out. The latest research proves that Zig was right. In fact, attitude is a better predictor of success than IQ, grade point average, or almost any other factor you can think of. Dr. Martin Seelman uh, proved that in his monumental groundbreaking book, Learned Optimism. He found that negative people 
get sick more often, are divorced more frequently, and raise kids who get in more trouble. <laughs> so check this out. Uh, the doctor even found that negative people make less money. In one long-term study of 1,500 people, Group A, or 83% of the people, took their particular jobs because they believed they could make lots of money. Only 17% of them, or Group B, took their jobs because they happened to love their jobs. 20 years later, the two groups have produced 101 millionaires. The amazing thing is, only one of those millionaires came from Group A, the ones that took it because they thought they'd make a lot of money. But 100 of them came from Group B, the ones that took it because they liked what they were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, even more amazing, over 70% of those millionaires never went to college, and over 70% of those who became CEOs graduated in the bottom half of their class. The doctor concluded that it was their attitude more than their aptitude which determined their altitude. Uh, and so this time of year, we talk a lot about being grateful. Mm. It's hard to be grateful when you're walking around like the world's coming to an end, like you're feeling like you're worthless and, and everybody around you is just losers. And, and it's, but it's easy to feel that way if you listen to the voices of today's media, uh, if, if you pay too much attention to, to Facebook or Twitter or any of those, uh, really, you, you can saturate yourself with all this stuff coming at you and be in a perfectly good mood when you turn on the TV and in an hour, you're, you're pissed off mm. or are you are you depressed or I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's really easy to fall into that. So um, as people in recovery, we know that the way we think has an awful lot to do with the kind of life we produce. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, we're taught in, in our recovery programs, um, faith-based as well as secular, that uh, we might need to change the way we're thinking or at least the way we approach our thinking. Attitude is everything. It is. It really is. And so this is a month of Thanksgiving. Uh, some people feel forced in 12-step meetings to talk about gratitude. Oh, great. We're going to talk about gratitude again. Um, I kind of like having a gratitude meeting once a month, at least, mm -hmm. to keep us kind of in that frame of mind. And uh, Bah humbug. Yeah. Right, Marv? <laughs> Tell it like it is, Marv. Tell it like it is. <laughs> Well, the fact is, there is there's there is a lot of stuff that supports negativity. Um, it is it is hard to be grumpy when you are grateful, when you remind yourself what to be grateful for. And I'm going to open this up to you guys, but I want to share with you something that happened to Marsh and I, uh, and and our oldest son. Uh, something we did last night. We went and saw uh, the movie Beautiful Boy, and uh, this is with uh, Steve Carell plays the father of a methamphetamine addict uh, named Nick Sheff. Now, Nicholas Sheff, this is a real person. This is based on a real story. And I have never seen, I've seen a lot of movies about addiction and alcoholism and recovery and that kind of thing. This movie broke me. I, I mean, it was, in a, it was in a small theater in Salem. It was the Salem Cinema. And the room is not very big. Uh, there's probably maybe... 75 seats in the whole the whole room so it was very intimate it was packed the theater was packed you could have heard a pin drop through that whole movie and it it showed the struggle that goes on between the addict the family the the, the uh, getting into recovery and relapsing back into recovery and relapsing back into recovery and relapsing and finally an attempted suicide because Nick Chef felt like this is what he was doomed for for the rest of his life. He didn't want to live that way and put his family through it anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I won't give away the end of the movie, but but it was so accurate. And it brought back, I mean, even some of the situations that happened were exactly some of them that I had been through. And I sat there and I was back there. I was back where this kid was. Mm -hmm. And there was a lady sitting two people away from me and she was just weeping. And I, I mean, there was obviously P 
people that have loved ones that have been going through this at the theater. Um, and I thought to myself, how grateful I am that I'm sucking air, that I'm above ground after everything that I'd been through. The enemy in my soul wanted to take me out and kill me. My addict wanted to do what it wanted to do when it wanted to do it because it was it was so selfish. And it was working in cooperation with the enemy in my soul, even though it wasn't intentional. But they were working together to take me out. And I'm alive today. And I'm 63 years old, um, 21 years. Uh, I haven't had a drink in 21 years. And, and, and there's a reason for that. And the bottom line is God did for me what I could not do for myself. And he did it through programs like Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, back then we didn't have CR. We had Alcoholics for Christ. Um, and having a, a host of friends and people around me that cared enough to call me on my stuff, even if I would get offended by it, because I'll get over the offense and I might not get over being dead. And having those kind of people in my life, and this movie brought me back to that, and I felt I was heartsick for this kid. Um, by the way, Nicholas Sheff has just recently celebrated eight years. Nice. Uh, uh, the real Nicholas Sheff. Um, <clears throat> but is there something in your guys' life that, that you reflect on that makes you grateful today? What makes you grateful? What what lifts your altitude of your attitude? That did it for me last night. Um, and, and several things do through, throughout the year, but that was my thing. So who wants to start? What is the thing that brings you back to an attitude of gratitude? Who wants to give it a go? I'm thinking right now. <laughs> There's so many things. Yeah, I, I think it, there's... You're right. There are so many things. <clears throat> I mean, I, I get reminded of it every day. Yeah. Right. Because I, I work with with uh, people struggling with addiction. Right. And so I remember I, it brings me back to, you know, to those days, you know, when I was struggling or was trying to figure it out, you know, in, in my, you know, several attempts at recovery, you know. Yeah. Um, you weren't just one and done, right? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, give me some information and I'll, you know, and I'll adapt it to uh, what I think works for me. Yeah. I did that for a while. Yeah. Um, but being able to, um, I, I mean, I probably on a daily basis, if not, you know, several times a week, I remember what it was like when God got a hold of me. Like that one, that last time where it was like, I knew that without a doubt that God was working in my life and he removed the obsession. Uh, you know, I'm sitting in, in jail, which a lot of us kind of, <laughs> kind of come to a uh, uh, realization in that, in that uh, new life. <laughs> right. You know, cause I, I was I'm one of those guys that was just going to like turn left into the treatment center. You know, like you hear some people say, sure. Uh, I'd be forced to get there, but I, I get reminders of where I could easily go back to mm -hmm. um, if I allow myself because it wasn't, it wasn't a very nice place. I was one of those guys that, you know, if everybody would just do things my way, everything would be fine. It's like everyone yeah. else is prob has a problem except me. Yeah. Well, when I stepped out of the kind of out of the, everyone else's picture for a little bit, I finally realized that the problem was me. Mm. Um, in order for, for everything else to kind of start healing, I had to fix myself. Mm. And so I get reminded of that every day. Uh, now, at the same time, I get bombarded with a lot of negativity. So it makes it, it, it sometimes it, it, they, they cancel each other out yeah. some days. Yeah. Um, but I try to go back and, and remember, uh, you know, what, what I'm grateful for. Um, you know, the things that I get to do now that I don't right versus have to. Right. Um, I think that's probably the biggest thing that I appreciate today is, is getting to do things instead of having to do things. And that's, that's more than just a cutesy little buzz statement. That really right. is real. Right. It, it, you know, 
I had to do a lot of things growing up, but it, a lot of it, you kind of change the way you look at it, depending on the altitude of your attitude, right? Well, that's where the attitude change comes in is the way that you, or at least the way that I looked at things is, is I had to look at it from everything from a different perspective. Like it isn't, it isn't now it isn't about, about you. Right. right? Or the other guy or, you know, whatever political party it's what do I, what can I change in myself to make things better yeah. for me and my family and how can I give back to uh, how how can I give back to society? Sure, because sure. I, I could have gone the other direction. It was like you know, there's no way that I can make amends for everything that I've done. Yeah, so heck with it, right? So <clears throat> right, I could yeah. gave up and said you know, f it. And yeah. but uh, God had a different plan for me. He showed me that different direction that He wanted me to go. So now I get to. Look at it from the perspective of as I get to my way of making amends is by helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Tony, Marv? Yes, sir. Hey, Marv. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm probably not going to be very popular. Oh, goody. Oh, yeah. I like these ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, I kind of come at this in a little different way. and Sure. And to be honest, I... Uh, to tell you about my character defects a little bit, uh, when I first came into the program, anybody that walked up to me that was smiling <laughs> scared the crap out of me. Right. Didn't I trust them, right? I didn't trust them. I yeah. didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. Um, and another part of my character defect, maybe, is I'm not pretentious. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. It's impossible for me to pretend something that you're not that I'm not. Yeah. Right. And so through the years as this topic of gratitude yeah has you know through the meetings and all that stuff. Um uh, one of the major things that um and oh by the way I'm willing to change my beliefs too today. Uh I used to believe something and that was it, you know, but right. God in in my opinion, has shown me that, you know, don't put him in a box. Yeah, be willing know? to be open to... So, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> so what I started to say was, um, if you read the bigger book, a lot of that in there, when it comes to things like being grateful, mm -hmm. the topic of love, and, and things like that, have nothing to do with feelings. You're right. It has everything to do with action. Yeah. And uh and to me that's kind of an escape thing uh in a way because that tells me I don't have to put on this show of being Mr. Grateful. Mm, uh, when you're in not. In fact, it's I can't I can't do it. Yeah. And um and so I struggle with that because there's a part of me that um that uh thinks that I should be all Mr. Tiptoe through the tulips. And that rain, you should act a certain rain. way? Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I'm so grateful for, right. you know. So and, that's got to fit the fact in a certain the matter box. Yeah. Is, uh, my, my gratefulness, the way I look at it, is in my action. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so I, but I do have problems with that. Yeah. Not the action, but the, the emotion, trying to get the emotional part and the feelings to line up, you know. Right. So I'm not sitting here running anybody down that's grinning and, oh, I'm so grateful, you know. Right, oh, right. But it, it bugs me. But sometimes that's a mask, and they really aren't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Well. They're putting on that's, a. That's yeah. my problem. That's right. what I think. And, and, and it bothers me that I think that way. Gotcha. But uh, because sometimes anyway, they really are, <laughs> they really are grateful. <clears throat> well, I my trust level is still sure. So uh, I really uh, depend on God. Um, uh, when that little intuitive nudge is there, mm -hmm. uh, I hear somebody have a need that I can help with. That to me is is showing your gratitude. I'm grateful. Yeah. So anyway, because there there are a lot of people that that are just you know bubbly and you know 
you know, a train could fall on them and they're like, oh, <laughs> no, that right. wasn't that interesting. Well, and you, I, you I think like people judge uh, your level of, I don't know what I'm trying to say, where you're at in your life. Your by, serenity. Yeah, by you know. how, how big your smile is. And I'm with Marv. I'm kind of the same way. Right. Um, I mean, I, I all you know, all the power to people that are really doing the deal and mm-hmm. can walk around with a mm-hmm. smile on their face. Mm-hmm. I, I I question it. But the thing that I don't like is like it's almost expected like if you say you're you know, a Christian, let's say, and yeah. saved and filled with the spirit or whatever, that you're supposed to walk around with this big grin on your face, you know. Right. Swinging puppy dogs and rainbows. And I don't Yeah. I mean I don't act that way. And I think part of it is right. some of my you know, some of my old the old self, the character defects, but I'm you know, I've got all those things, but I don't walk around with a big grin on maybe, my face. Maybe some of that, though, is just our personality. It's That's like, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like our, you guys heard me talk about both of my boys. Cameron is Larry the Cable Guy. And he's, love you, Dad. Love you, Mom. All the time. And he's all, always ready for a big hug and, and all that. You know, he's very positive outwardly. You know, But he deals with anxiety disorder, mm-hmm. right? Colin, who doesn't deal with any of that stuff, He's Mr. Serious and he and he's very focused and he's businesslike and very seldom will you see him, you know, yakking it up. When he does, it's really funny and it's really refreshing, but they're two different people, but their serenity level based on their relationship with the Lord is 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 the same. They they have that. They can put their head down on their pillow at night, go to sleep. They they're, they're very helpful, both of them are. But if you measured their level of gratitude by their facial expression, you would probably be mistaken. Right. Right. So it is in their actions, like you were saying. Yeah. Tony, what about you? Well, um, I used to to think I had put like, you know, be a, a people pleaser and a right talk the talk and well, I mean, I walk the walk, but like I get reminded every day I don't have to prove to people through words and like what David was saying was actions, but like little reminders for me are like come multiple times a day. Like, you know, when I go home, I have a roof over my head. I got my little animals, even though they, you know, are ornery at times. Yeah. I have little bits and pieces here and there that I grab onto um, when I'm having a bad day. But when I really need a huge reality check, I go by that Big building right over there, at <laughs> Lynn County Jail, because that's where the beginning of the ending started. Oh, okay. That's before I went back to Tacoma and came back down. So. Right. Yeah. So that's so when that I gives really you a reminder. need yeah. a huge like attitude check. Sure. And be grateful. And I can even point out my window. That's how well I, yeah. I knew where I was at. So. I, I have one of those windows, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, second top. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, uh, James and I were driving by the other day, and I'm like, I hate driving by this place. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I wasn't in here, I wouldn't be here. So right. It's just little things I grab onto every day. Yeah, yeah. I'm not perfect at it whatsoever, trust me. I have my moments, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I just grab onto like something after that. Is there is there any validity though to sometimes the way we carry ourselves does show the level of our gratitude? I mean, when I when I see a guy walking down the street, shuffling his feet, looking down at the ground, he won't even look up. There's one thing I am convinced of, and I don't even have to meet him. He believes he deserves that, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I wonder if there isn't some validity to the way we carry ourselves. Now, the way we carry ourselves can show in our actions, helping others. Because that guy is—he's—he's he's an old name, buddy. He's just woe is me, and you know he's kind of like Eeyore, right? Mm-hmm. So if you. If you look like Eeyore and you're walking like Eeyore, you might be an Eeyore. I can my tail still there. Good morning, Eeyore. What's good about it? <laughs> you know. But see, Mars laughing right now under that mustache. Yeah, right? I'm grinning. Um, 
I think there's some validity to the way we carry ourselves. Oh, sure. I mean, it also, you know, the same thing with walking around with a big grin on your face. You can portray a certain... You can. You know, image by just the way you carry yourself when you walk. I mean, you know. Sure. You know, people do it all the time. I don't know As a defense uh, for some of us uh, because, I mean, as much as people in the meetings like to say, well, we're all the same, you know. To, I mean, that, to me, is hogwash. But anyway, for some of us, the way we come through our recovery uh-huh. is is going to be different. Sure. I don't care what you say. It's yeah. not all going to be the same. We are term- We are unique in, in many areas. Well, a bigger yeah. book says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but my point is, is, is uh, some people are walking like that, what you described. Mm-hmm. As uh, a defense mechanism. Oh yeah, stay, stay away. away, stay, stay away. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you too know, painful. To some get of close. us, yeah. Now I'm talking about me. Mm-hmm. Still are in defense and survival mode sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I don't like being there, but sometimes I am. And so my and I've trained horses for over thirty years. Yeah. Body language is one of my major deals. Yeah. Because that's how right. horses communicate. Right. Body language. And so I can see it, you know. Somebody comes in and, and uh, there's so many reasons why they're not, hey, guys, how you doing? Right. You know, type stuff. So. Sure. Sure. Well, here's a little, uh, here's a little story about the, this is an interesting person. Uh, this is one of those guys that's kind of bubbly, uh, and not everybody's going to be this. But I just thought this was this was kind of cool. Um, it says if you if you've ever gone through a toll booth, you know that your relationship to the person in the booth is not the most intimate you'll ever have. It is one of life's frequent non encounters. You hand over some money, you might get changed, you drive off. I have been through every one of the 17 toll booths on the Oakland-San Francisco Bay Bridge on thousands of occasions and never had an exchange worth remembering with anyone. Well, late one morning in 1984, headed for lunch in San Francisco, I drove toward one of the booths. I heard loud music. It sounded like a party or a Michael Jackson concert. I looked around. No other cars with their windows open. No sound coming from trucks. I looked at the toll booth inside it. The man was dancing. What are you doing? I asked. He said, I'm having a party. What about the rest of the people? I looked over at other booths. Nothing moving there. He said, they're not invited. <laughs> I had a dozen other questions for him, but somebody in a big hurry to get somewhere started punching his horn behind me, and I drove off. But I made a note to myself. Find this guy again. There's something in his eye that says there's magic in his toll booth. Months later, I did find him again, still with the loud music, still having a party. Again, I asked, what are you doing? He said, I remember you from the last time. I'm still dancing. I'm having the same party. I said, look, what about the rest of the people? He said, stop. What do those folks look like to you? He pointed down the row of toll booths. It looked like toll booths. <laughs> no, he said. I said, okay, I give up. He said, they look like vertical coffins. What are you talking about? I, I can prove it. He said, at 8.30 every morning, live people get in. Then they die for eight hours. At 4.30, like Lazarus from the dead, they reemerge and go home for eight hours. Their brain is on hold, dead on the job, going through the motions. I was amazed. This guy had developed a philosophy, a mythology about his job. I couldn't help but asking the question, why is it different for you? You're having a good time. He looked at me. He said, I know you were going to ask that question. I'm going to be a dancer someday. He pointed to the administration building. My bosses are in there and they're paying for my training. 16 people dead on the job, and the 17th in precisely the same situation figures out a way to live. That man was having a party where you and I would probably not last three days. The boredom. He and I did have lunch later, and he said, I don't understand why anybody would think my job is boring. 
I have a corner office, glass on all sides. I can see the Golden Gate, San Francisco, the Berkeley Hills, half the Western world vacations here, and I just stroll in every day and practice dancing. <laughs> so this was all in the way he looked about his circumstances. Mm. I got to tell you, I, I worked for Loomis Armored Car years ago. I lasted about two weeks. <laughs> I was in this little booth. You know that really thick? square glass mm. that you can barely see through that was my walls and I had a mirror in the corner that went out to this little tiny window it wasn't any bigger than my fist where you could see the Loomis armored cars pulling in they would honk I pushed the button the gate would open up they'd come in they'd drop their 38 calibers in this slot I push another button they'd pull the car in and that was my job and it was 12 hours a day oh in that little itty-bitty booth. Now, there was one other room I could go to. It was the restroom. And it was out one door, and there it was right there. And, I mean, it was this booth was smaller than this audio booth. Oh, wow. It was tiny. And I got to tell you, <clears throat> I admire this guy. Well, I could no more have that attitude in there. Um, and maybe if I'd heard that story, I, I you know, but but... It was all in the way he looked at it, mm -hmm. you know. It doesn't mean that we're all, outwardly we're dancing necessarily, uh, but how do we look at our circumstances? Do do we look? I mean, we are people, all of us sitting here, who really, in many ways, shouldn't even be alive. Mm -hmm. At the very least, can we be grateful for the fact that we're sucking air and we're above ground? And um, we don't always display that with dancing and a big, huge smile. But I think all of us in this room are, are grateful, um, beyond grateful, that, that we're still doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And all of us are, are effective in helping other people uh, see, see the truth that there is hope in recovery. And I think that's that's a huge thing. That's a responsibility that we've been given because we've been given this gift of sobriety. Um, I just think that that sometimes it's just a matter of looking at things differently, like this guy does. You know, doesn't mean we're doing backflips. <laughs> I do dance in my backyard, though. Do you? Yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, we'll have to drive by someday, and <laughs> <laughs> it's gated. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to fly over. But just just because we're not doing bad flips and, and we're not dancing doesn't necessarily mean we don't have an attitude of gratitude. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it, it – what, what does it say? Our gratitude – I think in N.A., our gratitude, our gratitude speaks, you know, when, basically when we're helping another addict. That's how our gratitude right. speaks. And sometimes going to meetings, being present at a meeting, being willing to share your experience, strength, and hope is more help than you will ever know in helping somebody who's new. Well, and especially with, when, with those of us who have any long-term recovery. Yeah. Well, especially, in, uh, I found in NA meetings, there's not a whole lot of long-term recovery. In right. It. So, I mean, <clears throat> anytime you go out and... Uh, and hit it in an A meeting just to share your experience, strength, and hope. You're, yeah. You're giving back, you know. Yeah. Your gratitude speaks when you, you share the NA way. And it's one of the things that it says, you know. Mm. And in Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, reaching out, being the hand that welcomes somebody. Mm. Um, uh, your gratitude speaks when, when you're doing that, pouring coffee, uh, volunteering, uh, doing service work. Uh, there's just There's just all sorts of ways to express your gratitude well listen we're we're out of time and i just want to i want to wish everybody happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving uh, when that comes and whether you eat turkey or tofurkey <laughs> or your duncan or some of us will be eating crow if we're hanging out with in-laws we might eat a little crow <laughs> i think Are you, you need to practice some gratitude <laughs> I don't mean literally. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. Thanksgiving's on the 28th, so we're good. 22nd. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our closing song is by After the Chase. It's entitled Grateful Heart. Check them out. Here we go.
glass empty overflows Your relentless mercy floods my soul Love I can't contain I'm saturated And it makes me love you so After the chase with their song, Grateful Heart. For more of their great positive music, visit their website at afterthechase.com. Hey, listen, what are you grateful for? Have you expressed your gratitude to others? Are you grateful perhaps for some of the things God never gave you because he knew better? Think about the things that you have asked for over the years that you didn't receive that really was because God had your best interests at heart. And then what about the things that you did receive, even when you didn't ask for them, the wonderful things in life? 
the relationships. Take time to practice a little more brotherhood this week, this month, and let people know that you're grateful that they're in your life. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we are extremely grateful for each and every one of you. And we are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 kitty.